Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com This week we continue with our learning on Pirkei Avot, the ethics of the fathers with chapter 1, Mishnah 10 in which it says Shemaya says, love work, despise holding office and do not become overly familiar with the government So what does it mean to love work and despise a holding office? Uh, here in the book of the Maharal of Prague, he explains to, to us that Shamaya deals first with love and um, of God, as the rabbis say, and he says that heaven should be beloved through you. A man should study the written and oral law and appreciate to scholars. He should speak gently with people. He, his purchasing and business dealing should be pleasant. He should conduct his business in good faith. What do people say of such a person? Fortunate is this one who learned Torah, how beautiful are his ways, how proper is his conduct. So when people look religious, <clears throat> they really have to be very careful on how they deal with their businesses. Even if you're not religious and you don't look religious, we all have to deal very careful in the way we deal with business. It's more when, when we pass away from this world, the, the Talmud says what's the first question they're going to ask us when we pass away. And the question they're going to ask us is not if we kept Shabbat or if we kept kosher or if we dressed sneers. No, the first question they're going to ask us is how, how we dealt in our businesses. And this is why, this why, why is this? Because when a person looks godly, when he looks connected to Hashem and his business dealings are not the right business dealings, eh, then we are doing something that is called Ahilul Hashem. We're desecrating the name of God. And they're saying, you know, we hear many people, oh, those religious Jews and they, they steal, you know, or they, they sell fake diamonds or whatever. All these things are very, very grave. Here, in this Mishnah specifically, it's talking about Torah scholars and how they have to conduct themselves in their business dealings. And um, it says here, similarly, a Torah scholar brings honor to the Torah and honor to God and he inspires the love of God. So when we see a person, a rabbi or a, or a righteous person, a person that's learned, conducting himself in a righteous way, this will awaken in other people also the love for Hashem. And it's a Kiddush Hashem. It's elevating the name of God through this person. So here it says that the people were highly resentful of Moshe Rabbeinu because they claimed that he's, he was very wealthy and they claimed that they, he lived a very wealthy life because he used to take money from the, from the people. He was the, the leader of the generation. He used to deal with all the money and all the gold and all the, all the wealth of the people to, to build up the Mishkan in the desert, the tabernacle. And the people used to think, oh, you know, he lives so comfortable, it's because he's using our money. But nevertheless, Moshe was a very rich person on his own accord. He, he didn't need the money of the people to be able to live in a comfortable way. He was um, a communal support, uh, supporter that he didn't need the support of the people to be able to live. But in our days, usually the rabbis need, uh, need to be paid. Like a community 
needs to pay a rabbi because if not, how is he going to eat? And uh, what it says here is that sadly when rabbis are paid for their job as rabbis, they become, uh, they have to show favoritism towards other people in the community and, um, and sadly every rabbi becomes, um, has acquired a master to himself. He cannot be a master of his own. Here it tells us that the Maharal of Prague, who lived uh, over 400 years ago, himself was a very rich man, and he maintained his independence and did, re did repeat repeatedly reprove the people of his, of his community. So because he was not paid a wage, he lived by his means. Everything that was paid by, to him by the community, he used it for Sedaka for giving charity, he didn't use it for his own uh, benefit, then he was able to not uh, have to lower his head towards anybody and he could just be a rabbi and a spiritual leader and tell the, Peter, the people he used to reprove them on matters of Lashon Arau, speaking evil speech and of drinking kosher, uh, a wine that was not kosher on those days. So here it tells us about love work. And it means do not imagine that work is dishonorable. It's just the opposite. For labor brings a person honor, the rabbi, the rabbi said. So what does it mean? It means that when a person is working and a person is his own independent being, he brings honor to himself because he's not um, under anybody. He, he, owes any, no, he doesn't owe anything to anybody. This is the same concept in Hasidut. Of, uh, of mitzvahs and that Hashem doesn't want us to have bread of shame in our lives that's why he sends us the mitzvahs because the mitzvahs what they do is they give us merit they give us sehut and we don't have to feel like a, like God owes us everything like we also work for our for our well-being we're also part of his world and he does it as a kindness so here we see that Rabbi Yehuda used to carry a jug of water on his on his shoulders to sit on it when he went to the Beit Hamidrash to, to learn and he would say great is work for it honors the worker and uh, he didn't want to look like a pauper he wanted to look like he worked because work honors people so in other words a leader should not think that laboring for his own need is beneath his dignity such labor actually brings honor and spares him the disgrace of being despised by the people on whom he who had been dependent. So work brings honor to people. It, it gives them um, a sense of purpose, of, 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 of being needed, of being useful in life. It's very important. And here the sages also say, they extol the virtue of labor, and they say, greater is the one who enjoys the effort of his own hands than one who fears heaven. It is written regarding one who benefits from his own efforts. You eat of the labor of your hands, you will be happy and it will be well with you, which means you will be happy in this world and you will be happy in the world to come. And um, the person, that person that works lacks nothing and is by definition complete, which means shalem, complete. We exist in this world, in, in two worlds, in, the wor in this world and the world to come. And the quality of self-efficiency, sufficiency, is integral to our well-being and, and feeling that we are complete. Because the most dependent we are on others, the less complete is our, our, our personal existence. And consequently, a person 
who is self-sufficient is fully satisfied in this world. He, he feels complete. So why is a person who enjoys the efforts of his own hands greater than one who fears heaven? Why do the sages compare this, make this comparison? And it says here, because the joy that comes from personal fulfillment fosters love for he who is the source of happiness. So when a person feels full, he feels self-sufficient, he feels productive, then this fosters love towards Hashem because he becomes aware where, where, his, where his work is coming from, that Hashem is giving it to him. And when you love it, when you love what God is giving you, it, it also fosters love towards him. If we know only the fear of God without the love of God, that accompanies well-earned joy, we are only partly alive in this world. So we need both. We need Ahava of God, love of God, and we need Yirashamayim. Uh, we need also awe of God. We need both love and fear because love will allow us to be better and fear will, will also um, keep us apart from getting into trouble because that's what keeps us doing what we have to do. So here it says in summary, the, the message of love work is enjoy and find complete satisfaction in the fruit of your own labor. For this is the key to happiness in this world and in the world to come. So to be really joyful in life, you have to enjoy what you do. You need to really love what you do. You, you, you have to learn to love it. How do you love it? By being aware of what you have, of being sensitive to, 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 to what you have and that sensitivity will foster in you feelings of gratitude, satisfaction, self-fulfillment, and this will allow you to enjoy it and eventually it will create joy in your life. And when it says here, despise holding office, what it says is for one's labor brings a person honor and saves him from many sins, while holding office is an obstacle to working and bring about many sins. So office, what it means is government. And what it means is that the Mishnah is discussing that when a person has a place in the government, usually what he's going to do is, uh, is not in the interest, interest of everybody. They will fall into the category that what they're going to do there is for their own self-serving interests. And the Mishnah discusses a relationship with people in power who seek only their own welfare. And we see it. We see the government in every place. They're only thinking about themselves and how they're going to get rich and how they're going to uh, be in a higher position. And it's all about ego. And really the last thing they have in their head is the welfare of the people. So when it says here, and do not become overly familiar with the government, since officials seek only what which is to their own benefit, no good will come of associating with them, but evil will office as an, but evil will. Office is an entity on itself, and consequently people in power approach an individual only when it's, when it's for their own benefit. So I want to wish you a good week, a beautiful week, and um, take this Mishnah to heart, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.